Welcome to the Unfading Truth Bible Reading Plan. Today we're reading John chapter 6, verses 51 through 60. Are you going to follow the crowds or follow Christ? John chapter 6 here, beginning at verse 51. The context is, as Jesus had just fed the 5,000. And those who were there, they wanted to make Jesus king by force. You can read that back in verse 15. But instead, Jesus slipped away from the crowd. But now the crowd has caught up and, and they want more of the bread that Jesus had already given them. But Jesus is interested in pointing them to the spiritual bread that they really need. Jesus says, I am the living bread that came down from heaven. Whoever eats this bread will live forever. This bread is my flesh, which I will give for the life of the world. Then the Jews began to argue sharply among themselves. How can this man give us his flesh to eat? And Jesus said to them, Very truly I tell you, unless you eat the flesh of the Son of Man and drink his blood, you have no life in you. Whoever eats my flesh and drinks my blood has eternal life, and I will raise them up at the last day. For my flesh is real food, and my blood is real drink. Whoever eats my flesh and drinks my blood remains in me, and I in them. Just as the living Father sent me, and I live because of the Father, so the one who feeds on me will live because of me. This is the bread that came down from heaven. Your ancestors ate manna and died, but whoever feeds on this bread will live forever. He said this while teaching at the synagogue in Capernaum. Upon hearing it, many of his disciples said, This is a hard teaching. Who can accept it? From this time, many of his disciples turned back and no longer followed him. Well, we've been looking here again at question and answer 76, uh, wondering what it means to eat the crucified body of Christ and to drink his poured out blood. We're going to look at the first half of the answer today. We'll look at the second half tomorrow. Uh, but understand that it means to accept with a believing heart the entire, entire suffering and death of Christ and by believing to receive forgiveness of sins and eternal life. But it means more through the Holy Spirit who lives both in Christ and in us, we are united more and more to Christ's blessed body. Jesus broke every public relations rule there is. He had massive crowds literally eating out of the palm of his hand. And they were ready to overthrow the government and install him as their king. So if you're trying to start a movement, this is really as good as it gets. But you see, Jesus wasn't trying to start a movement or rally people to living a better way of life. He wasn't even trying to promote himself. So he doesn't capitalize on his popularity or, or try and seize the moment. Instead, he does quite the opposite. He drops a truth bomb so rich with meaning yet so strange that it sounds disgustingly weird. You must eat my flesh, says Jesus, and drink my blood. 
Well, granted, he starts his conversation with something a bit more palatable, saying, I am the bread of life. <laughs> That's actually a great slogan that works on many levels. Uh, but Jesus quickly drills down. This bread is my flesh, which I will give for the life of the world. This doesn't sound too shocking to us because we're more or less familiar with the concept of communion. But it sure got the attention of the Jews 2,000 years ago. John records that they began to argue sharply among themselves about what Jesus had just said. And Jesus goes on stating the basis for salvation, the one who feeds on me will live because of me. That's just weird, and it's even kind of gross. Well, the Jews thought so as well. So from that time on, many of his disciples turned back and no longer followed him. The crowds of thousands would soon dwindle down to just a handful of close friends and his mother as Jesus literally gave his flesh for your life. Let's dig a little bit deeper. Thankfully, we're not called to literally eat flesh and drink blood. We know that the bread and the wine that we eat are signs and symbols of a spiritual reality. But don't be too quick to spiritualize the communion experience. As you follow Christ's command to consume his body and blood, you are literally being united more and more to Christ's blessed body. In other words, you are becoming less and less your own and belonging more and more to your faithful Savior, Jesus Christ. This is much more than a spiritual concept. Your whole life, body and soul, must be transformed. Every part of you must look different as a result of participating in the Lord's Supper. This means that the more united to Christ you become, the weirder you will look to the world around you. There's an increasing likelihood that they'll scoff at you as they did to Jesus and ultimately leave you behind as they turn to follow the next big thing that promises them a bit of bread. So always keep Jesus' promise in mind that whoever feeds on the living bread will live forever. Know that you're being strengthened for the task as you sit under the word and respond to the invitation to the Lord's table. Well, as you pray today, begin your prayer by acknowledging who God is. Here's a way to do it from the passage that we just read. Open your prayer to our Father, who sent Jesus that we may feed on the word. Then align your life with God's will by praying for the strength to continue feeding on Christ in an increasingly hostile world. Then you can ask God for what you need. Remember, everything else that you hear today is going to fade away, but the word of the Lord is unfading truth.